<laughs> good. How are you? <laughs> you know it's good. We've recorded so much stuff today. Uh, so, but I feel like we yeah, saved the we, best for last. We, yeah, we know uh, what's happening. Yeah, in we each know other's lives. Um, we're now. Did you move on to wine? Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Sure me did. Too. I started me off too. with a cocktail, drank a beer, and now I'm having a wine. I I'm only on my second beverage because I had a coconut water and then a beer and then now I'm having a wine. I I'm drunk, guys. <laughs> uh, I, in case you didn't know, I'm Aaron. Oh yes, um, that's Aaron. I'm Nicole. This is dude that's fucked up. Welcome, uh, peeps. Welcome. Uh, would you like to make this? I'm not exciting? drunk. I'm just like, I'm just feeling cozy. Huh? You're yeah. You're just feeling cozy. It's the holidays. Yeah, I have. And I'm why are people huga. judging us anyway? Everybody stop. I don't care. <laughs> no, yeah, never cared. Uh, never care will never care. Yeah, can't stop, won't stop. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, can't schnapps, won't schnapps. <laughs> You're welcome. Like Krampus. Like Krampus. Um, he loves them shops, schnapps. <laughs> Speaking of or shops. your grandma watching or your grandma watching your your fucking game in the stands of a cold night. I don't know. Yeah. OK, moving on. <laughs> OK, but 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 speaking of shops. Shops or schnapps? Shops. Oh, <laughs> yes. Uh, we have a shop that is live on our website. DTFUpodcast.com. Oh <laughs> after what seems like years but is actually just weeks maybe months of teasing it we uh we have t-shirts now available for the people um there are logo t-shirts that are tight as fuck and uh, oh like not God. tight like physically but like cool like really fucking rad and i mean uh, it could be tight as fuck if you order a size down so just consider it if you want yeah, think about it. Uh, do whatever you want. Show off that bod. Um, and we also have stickers, and that's all we have so far. We're just fully jumping into the commerce end of our podcast now. So check it out. Um, you just click on the store link at the top of the navigation on the website, and you will get to the store. So oh that's fun. God so exciting it's very exciting uh they're actually in production now as we speak so once they're done they will be uh sent to us and then we will in turn send them out to you so it's kind of a pre-order situation so yeah we have a limited quantity mm-hmm. so order now to get your your shirt spoken yep. for Yep. Yeah. It's a limited, it's a pre-order limited quantity sitch. So you're going to want to get on that. We we're going to send them out after the holidays. Uh, yeah. So you but you could get yours now and and reserve it by paying for it. Um, yes. That's yeah. how it works. <laughs> Soup's excited. Yeah. And we'll have a um, we have a little discount for all of our Patreons. So our patrons, I mean, on Patreon. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> But if you are a patron to the pod, you yeah. get a discount. If you're a pod patron, and then yeah, you'll you'll see it on the Patreon page if you're a Patreon. So 
Yeah. Yep. Oh my God. It's so exciting. Uh, I just can't believe it. I can't wait to wear my shirt all the time. And then oh, when people man. are like, yeah. oh, what is this? I'll be like, oh, it's like this really like, po- like cool podcast with like these two cute, like super cute girls, ladies, women. <laughs> and um, they just like have so much fun and they're like really funny. Um, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do the rest of this podcast episode in this voice. It's like really nasally. No. No <laughs> But why but 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 this is about the Hilton sisters and um they talk like this. No, oh my god, it's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Okay, so the shirts are up for sale on the website. Uh and we're gonna segue into the this week's topic now. Yeah. The Hilton <laughs> sisters. Oh, I love it. You guys, Paris and Nikki Hilton are like, I don't know if you guys know this, but. Icons. Icons. They're icons. <laughs> I have, I mean, talk about personal heroes. Um, I just, uh, I just am in awe of everything they do. <laughs> Their lives are so interesting. <laughs> um, they belong to basically American royalty. Uh, I, I, you know, uh, also, uh, Paris Hilton is a musician and a DJ, and she is ta- like talk about a talent. Um, yeah, I can't remember the no. name of her song or any of the words <laughs> to it, but I know it no. was legit. Uh, it made history. Uh, <laughs> did it? I don't think it did. <laughs> it it sharded on the top no hundred. Um, <laughs> it was number one on the on the top chart. The top charts. <laughs> No, we're not talking about those Hilton sisters, guys. Uh, oh my god! Not not Paris and Nikki. We are talking about Daisy and Violet, who are uh, conjoined twins. They shared a butt cheek and a hip. Yeah, who were born at very early in the century, um, nineteen oh eight to be exact, in mm-hmm. Brighton, England. So this is as far from the Hilton sisters as you like. I, well, they are the Hilton sisters, but they're not Paris and Nikki. Yeah. As far from those sisters as you can yeah. get. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were born to a unwed mother or an un- unmarried, unwed barmaid named Kate Skinner. Mm-hmm. And she was just doing the best she could. So they were, they, they were born uh, in... The early 1900s. So what chance did she have to, like, raise these girls who were just – they – this was the first time, first of all, that any conjoined twins actually survived beyond a couple days mm. ever in England. So they were very oh. special from the very beginning. So I think it, I think it's partly to do with how they were conjoined because – like yeah. they're they have very separate like we just said they're conjoined by like a butt cheek and a hip and so they they share a circulatory system and obviously like a pelvic uh bone type thing but uh they don't share any vital organs which i think historically has been not great for conjoined twins when you share something like that one it's hard to separate yeah. you and two uh sometimes like one of the conjoined twins kind of like bogarts the vital organ and so the other one yeah. doesn't really get the 
what they need from it. And then yeah. the other one, it's like a rent situation and the other one might perish and then the other one eventually perishes because like part of you is dead. It's very Yeah, odd. that's why, uh, yeah, uh, so there's, I think there's different categories of con- conjoined yeah. twins. Like when you share like a multiple, multiple uh, vital organs, you're you have a very low chance of surviving. Yeah. So mm-hmm. these these women though, they only they shared a butt and a hip and but at the time they didn't have a really good way of like separating conjoined twins. So they uh were yeah. born so it was like very early. painful labor as you can imagine. Yeah. Very early. Like babies were hardly born in that were like totally quote unquote normal as it was. Like yeah. it was the mortality rate for infants at the time was pretty fucking low. So yeah. this is, I think these women are a straight up miracle because mm-hmm. <laughs> they're, they were, they thrived basically. Oh yeah. More than thrive. Health wise. They became yeah. famous. Yeah. They became famous. They became some of the most famous conjoined twins in history. Yes. So, uh, yeah. So just want to make it clear. There's nothing fucked up about conjoined twins, just the way they're treated by society. Yeah. And these particular conjoined twins were uh, basically bought from their mother. Okay, this is where the mom's an asshole because she wouldn't refuse to breastfeed them because she thought she was being punished by God. And so her the midwife, Mrs. Hilton, okay. would come over every day and feed and bathe the babies because the mom was like, I can't be bothered. Okay, first of all. I don't think she's an asshole because she has a very limited knowledge of like what babies are even supposed to be <laughs> like. I, I'm serious. Like pe- and people have like have fucking like major, major, major like depression, oh, like postpartum oh. depression. Yeah. And so can you imagine like, first of all, having a baby in general and then it being just two babies that are totally not to society's standard of what babies are supposed to be. And you have no education, you have no money. It's I it's know. almost I, like I don't. It's almost like animalistic in a way, uh, because mm-hmm. you know, like how a uh, if you have a litter of cats, like a cat has a litter, and then one if something's wrong with one of them, they'll like not feed them. Yeah, and, but then it dies. Yeah, that's the thing. That's that's why these conjoined twins died so often because. A, the person who birthed them did not know how to take care of them or did not want to take care of yeah. them. Like mentally, people are not prepared to take care of them because society is so fucked up. Yeah. So that's all I'm saying. Like I don't blame the mother. I think it's fucked up that she had this like initial reaction. Yeah. However, she she's not the asshole. Well, she couldn't have cared for them anyway. But she couldn't. But have. She, did, she could not have but done. But she did sell them to someone and that's kind of fucked up. I'll at least give well, them away. What would you do? At least give them what away. What would you do? I would get, I would, I, if you had no money and you needed to survive, like I would, and also this was her employer. True. Uh, it's like a position of power, like telling you, let me just take them. And then being like, I don't know. I don't know if you should just take them. And then her being like, let me give you money for them. Maybe. And then, but her whole end game, the woman who actually bought oh, them, yeah. Her name was Mary Hilton. So that's where they get their last name is from this woman, Mary Hilton. She bought them, Mm -hmm. basically, is the the commonly thought thing that happened. Uh, And she bought them from the biological mother. 
and she was the employer and she had money whatever mm-hmm. she had the power in this in the situation even though like that's great that she was like taking care of him and stuff but she like saw an opportunity yeah, in yeah. these girls she was a businesswoman from the very beginning yeah uh so that's why i don't think this woman who had the babies were was an asshole that's all she's like a she's like a um less of an asshole she, she's just a dodo she's a dodo she hole. She she's know. a dodo hole yeah <laughs> i don't want to shame somebody who's like just has never who just gave birth a very painful birth and oh my god then has because there's somebody connected. being like like she had to like it's yeah. like a double wide human that, that oh. you're birthing now. yeah also we can shame her she's dead it doesn't matter <laughs> did you just like, laugh wine up into your eyeball <laughs> i did i did i like i like sprayed wine into my face oh. Oh all my right God. let's okay. move on so whatever on. we won't talk about the mom anymore because she's gone yeah so her employer buys yeah. her mary hilton yeah. asshole she's the asshole even though she like assisted in the birth and like was super nice and like hanging out and helping with the kids yeah. she basically saw the potential in them as an attraction yeah. from the very beginning. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what she did, she owned a pub and she put them on display in the window of the Queen's Arms, which is the name of the Brighton pub that she ran with her husband. Mm-hmm. So when they got too big for the window, though, she moved them into a back room and charged people to, and Mary Hilton charged two pennies for people to view them. So remember, this is like early 1900s. Yeah. Bright, Brighton, England. Uh, and then she charged more people more to, to like, if they wanted to touch them where they're joined, <gasps> she like charged people more for that. Oh my God. Yeah. That's rude. Okay. I, yeah. I have to, I have to admit something before we go any further. Oh my God. <gasps> okay. I went, okay. I went to school in upstate New York and uh they have like the fair the new york state fair it's very big i mean just like the la fair is or something but it's more kind of like in the middle of nowhere i've never been to a fair like this where it's like more like old school yeah more old school and they had like a sideshow type thing where uh you pay like five dollars or something and it's like come see the um come see like the conjoined turtles or whatever and you go in and it's kind of like a Ripley's believe it or not where it's like a lot of artifacts there's no yeah you know nothing's real they kind of sell you in on it where it's like gonna be really like oh see come see these fucked up things but everything's like taxidermied Uh, and you're like oh okay well this isn't I don't know this isn't that shocking or interesting yeah yeah and then they were like come see the world's tiniest woman and I was like oh what I was like, what could this even possibly be? So I was like, I want to see it. And Pete's like, I don't want to see it or her or whatever. I, I didn't know what it would be. I was like, oh, is this going to be like a hologram of a lady like at the end of Haunted Mansion or something? Yeah. And so I'm like, I want to see it. So I went in by myself. I go back there and it was a little person like oh, actual woman. But very, very small, like smaller, Aww. smaller than any person I've ever seen in real life. And she was just sitting in like a little armchair watching TV. And I wasn't expecting it. Uh, like after going through the first part, I was like, this is like a hoax type thing or whatever. And she was a real lady, a, a little lady. And so I was like, hi. 
whoa yeah and she and i was like oh hi and and she just was like hi and like was just watching her soaps or whatever she's like a proportional person but she's super small right yeah that's kind of what like it's like a it's like a really rare form of dwarfism yeah so that's why i think what this lady had and she was sitting like it was like an armchair like for kids probably on top of a table she was the size of a child and then i was like okay bye thank you I, i didn't know what to say so i said thank you and i left and then i was like oh my god pete it was a human it was a real lady and he was like, what? No way. And I was like, yeah. And then I felt really bad that I paid to see her. But I don't know that she cared or whatever. But I didn't think it would be a real thing after like the hoaxy yeah. type thing in the beginning. So I was like, I don't know. And then I felt Ugh, bad. Crazy. Yeah. But she she was an adult. So I don't know. It, But we'll get into like why it's fucked up. Because that whole, I mean, this was in the two thousands like mid 2000s so by then you know people knew kind of like how badly people were treated and like sideshows and stuff so sideshows aren't really a thing anymore but they because they're exploitive right exploitative yeah exploitative yeah exploitative i don't know exploitative it's fucked up yeah they're fucked yeah so yeah so that's what this woman though mary hilton was doing to these girls she was like exploiting them completely and getting money for it. Yeah. So uh, she was charging people money mm-hmm. to touch to touch them, to look at them. It's like, it's crazy. It's so sad. Um, and they were just babies at the time. But as they got older. Yeah, they were like they, three years old. Yeah. Well, as they got older, they started like, they started taking them out of the uh, pub and like putting them on the circuit. Like, yeah. they'd go on, like, tour, essentially. Like, and do, like, variety shows and, yeah. like, stuff like that where they'd be kind of on display yeah. in other circumstances. Yeah. Uh, and they were called the uh, Brighton United Twins. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess because they were from Brighton. And they were united. Yeah. That makes sense, I guess. Yeah. It makes sense. It was just like, eh. Yeah. And I mean, like. It's a little obvious. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't they should have kept their original last name Skinner because they were like connected by the skins of their butts <laughs> I don't know uh, Skinner I barely knew her <laughs> I don't know sorry uh, so as you can tell Mary Hilton was a fucking bitch yeah. like she sucked so bad and we're going to tell you why like I don't really like to insult women in this way but this woman sucked so bad <laughs> she was terrible you can insult she was evil women it's fine and yeah, it's she's fucking and we're sucked. not like oh she was ugly she was fat or whatever we're like no she was a fucking bitch she was abusive yeah she was, bitch. Yeah, she, she was totally abusive they she made them call her auntie lou which why her name's i don't know Mary. where that comes from i don't get it Maybe she maybe that's her middle name. Yeah, and maybe Louise she like felt maybe she like didn't want to get all like wrapped up in like her her real name getting when she beat them. Maybe she like took on a persona or something. Oh yeah, compartmentalizing. I like it. Yeah, okay. but she was awful. Uh, I don't like it. I I I understand. I like the theory. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She had her so her her husband and uh, her biological daughter Edith kept them under very strict control yeah like 
all through their childhood, they just like would tell them what to do, how to dress, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and she beat them to into learning to sing and dance. And they eventually learned their respective instruments, which were uh, Violet learned to play the saxophone and Daisy learned the violin. So mm-hmm. they became like pretty accomplished uh, musicians and they could sing and they can do all this stuff. So it's like they were just these like performing little monkeys on display. It, yeah. It's pretty fucked up. Yeah. Um, and they wrote a memoir, I think, in either in the late 40s, early 50s about how uh, and they describe how fucked up Mary Hilton was to them. They say that she would wear a belt and whip their backs and shoulders with the buckle end of the belt Ew. when they would misbehave. Yeah. Oh, God. That's so sad. So they were like, they were severely abused. They were treated like shit. They, all their money went to Mary yeah. and her husband, of course, because they were too young to like have any control over it. First of all, can you imagine being just like a young girl who's like orphaned, basically taken in by this family and you're not their child and they let you know that you're not their child but they also like let you know that you're a freak and you're outside of the norm and then they like beat you when you're not behaving in the way that they want you to and then you you like literally can't escape anything because you have no autonomy over yourself yeah because you're not just one person i don't know (laughs) it's fucked up it's so fucked up it makes me so sad This story is so sad. You have no autonomy because you're not just one person. You're not. You're like truly not. I know. Yeah, they didn't have. I mean, also, it's not like you could run away and like hide because you're fucking Mm -mm. two people. So you don't just blend in easily. So there's not much you can do. Um, Like I like they had they shared their butt and their hip. They had two sets of legs, though. And I think they only had. Did they have two sets of yeah. arms? I only think they had one arm. No, okay. no. They had two. Like, literally, remember. it's like if me and you kind of, like, stood next to each other with our hips touching. Like like, like that Matt Damon and Greg Kinnear movie, Stuck on You. Uh, I feel like they were. terrible and problematic. Yeah. I feel like they were more <laughs> conjoined than these ladies were. These ladies were, like, okay. like, like, it's just barely, almost just barely conjoined. Like, today, if these ladies were born they would definitely be separated they'd each be given a partial fake hip they would be totally fine like modern medicine totally fine yeah they they didn't have anything that they shared that was like a problem so it was like literally just at the hip and they shared some skin and stuff so got it but still back then you they couldn't it was yeah still too much yeah, and infections were like a real thing. I mean, yeah. as they are now, but like, they money. didn't have the. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, and no doctor wanted to like do it and like fail at it. So yeah, it's pretty fucked up. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, they just lived their life like this, and they were beaten horribly by Mary, um, their but, adoptive yeah. mother. But they started to become like pretty good singers and like cute little mm-hmm. dancers and stuff. Um, yeah. So I mean. She like saw she like saw and grew something in them, I guess. And they like, you know, it wasn't just like, oh, they're they're conjoined. That was a thing. But uh, but they also became like somewhat talented. And so they went like on the variety circuit. Yep. They played, uh, quote, dime shows, which are the variety shows. They traveled all around the world, uh, traveled to Australia, 
across the outback mm-hmm. um, to perform in the circus. Uh, and of course, like I said, they all the money they earned went to Mary and her husband. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they meet Meyer Myers, mm-hmm. <laughs> who's a balloon salesman. Um, you know how you're supposed who, to be like uh, suspicious of people with two first names, but he it wasn't even like his name was like Todd Phillip. It was Meyer, My- like he had two of the same first names as his first and like, last name, like John Johnson. Yeah, <laughs> but or Tom Thompson, or like just John John or Tom Tom. Like yeah, I like yeah yeah yeah. It's Meyer weird. Myers. He just added a, a, an S onto the end of his last yeah. name. Uh, he was a balloon salesman, mm-hmm. so that tells you all you need to know about his whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Oh my god, what a weird! He's like job. he wants some. Yeah, I'm, I'm a balloon salesman. <laughs> you want some balloons? Oh, I don't. Know. I wonder if he ever made his way to Cleveland. Probably, <laughs> he's he's probably responsible for that whole fuck up. But he ended up uh, liking and uh, marrying Mrs. Hilton's eldest daughter, Edith, her biological daughter, Edith. And they got married. They became a couple. But I think it's because he could like he wanted to get involved with this family because he could like smell the money. Yeah. You know, he was savvy. He was like he was ready to jump in there. Yeah. Um. So by 1915, the girls are like, what, like 11 at this point? Mm-hmm. Um, and they make their way nine. to eight, eight, nine. Wait, they're born in 1908. 19- uh-huh. <laughs> uh, they're 12, like 12 <laughs> or 11. Yeah. <laughs> Math. We can do it. Well, we've had some beverages. It's fine. Yeah. I'm yeah, a- yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Well, in 1915, they're uh, preteens, let's yeah. say, yeah. and they make their way to the United States. Mm-hmm. They get there by way of uh, San Francisco. Yeah. I think they're probably coming from Australia at this point. So yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going, they're going to San Francisco. Yep. And they land at Angel Island. And just like Ellis Island, they have a you know whole system yep. of screening the passengers and uh they held them at the at the port yeah because they're conjoined yeah oh but mary who this was like one of the only times where you're like okay mary like thank you for that because she was like oh hell no like you're letting these girls into your country. This is rude. Yeah. It, you're being prejudiced because they're conjoined. So she went into San Francisco to like the San Francisco Chronicle or something. She went like to a newspaper and told them what was happening. Like there's these two 12-year-old girls. They're being prejudiced. You know, like everybody's like prejudiced against them. It's because they're conjoined. They're perfectly healthy. You need to let them in. So that she like caused a big stink so that they would be let in. And they were. Yeah. Yeah. As, I mean, that's the thing. Like, yeah. she was very forceful. She put the and, pressure on. Yeah, they she, let her in. She they beat them her. with her belt. And they were like, no. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so they, they eventually make it into the United States, like, legally, yeah. after going through the, the port. And they hook up with the Worthing Carnival Circuit. Yeah. And become part of the Midway Sideshow. Yeah. 
so it's like you were talking about earlier like it's just like the the freaks like yeah uh if you guys have ever seen american horror story freak show that's like very uh, like it it illustrates exactly like you have a bearded lady and you have a you know lobster boy and a conjoint the conjoined twins and you have like lizard man people or like lizard tattoo man. face man yeah and you have like the world's strongest man whatever yeah it all it's all arranged mm-hmm. um yeah yeah and people who are like born like uh with i guess these deformities were considered royalty because they weren't faking anything they were just who they were which was like good in its way but also kind of fucked up yeah they because like there's like the sword swallowers and stuff which it's like you're kind of doing a magic trick in a way yeah it's like a skill you have to learn right whereas like like a lot of the people who looked different and they couldn't control it somehow yeah they were royalty which is yeah cool like you said but also like oh i don't know it it doesn't it, it wasn't like a good vibe to be in like you well the whole the whole point was for the the show to make money right and the, and the way that they made money was being novel yeah. and weird and the things that people would pay for were these things that weren't quote unquote tricks no like it was they were real people yeah this is what's fucked up like the lady with no arms for instance okay or mm-hmm. or or the bearded lady people would pay so the midway show was like you know you go to the carnival and there's like the normal sh- there's like the big kind of normal show which is probably like more vaudevillian that's all the way at the mm-hmm. end and the midway is all the stuff on the way it's like midway to like what the main kind of area or act is at the carnival um right. like so uh, it's just like another little offshoot to, that you pay extra money for. And what they would do is they'd go in and say it's a woman with no arms. You just watch her like brush her hair or drink a cup of tea, but she'd do it with her feet because that's how she. Uh-huh. But that's all she's doing. She's just doing normal stuff, normal everyday stuff yeah. for her. But people are gawking and you could see how it would be really upsetting, I think, to yeah the people. And it's very exploitative if that's Mm -hmm. the word and like yeah it's just really sad but I think what was interesting about the Hilton sisters is they one Meyer Myers kind of kept them out of that crowd a little bit because he was like they were super like possessive of them one yeah two they could sing so they actually got to do more of like this they started to do a little bit more of the stage shows that were quote unquote the normal people um yeah which is cool yeah totally and they kind of like had their own little separate little show yeah and they became like kind of like the main like a main attraction i think yeah um it was like oh they can sing also they're conjoined it wasn't like come look at these conjoined girls it started like to they like, were truly they were truly talented. Yeah. And they weren't just like sitting there reading a magazine or something. They were like they were doing things. Which um, I want to plug the documentary I watched because it's very good. Um, it's called yeah. Bound by Flesh. Did you watch that too? Mm-hmm. No, but I read about it a lot. It's and so it has good. it's very uh 
sensitive to the fact that, you know, these are ladies, two women, and they had to live their life in this like very strange way. Yeah. And it was, it's very sympathetic to, to them. And, and it's a good portrayal. I, I, so I've read of their lives. Well, it's, so. it's super cool because you get to see a lot of the footage of them performing and you're like, oh yeah, like they were really beautiful singers. By the way, too, like they're only 12 at this point, but they're lookers. Like they were yeah, both they're beautiful. beautiful women. It gets a little, uh, I would say, um, it get, they get a little sketchier <laughs> as they age because they draw on their eyebrows and one of them draws them on very high and it looks, it's a little alarming. And the other draws them like straight. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a little. You're like, girl, no. Nah. Yeah, but like their faces, you know, they're like very beautiful. They have beautiful hair and stuff. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So they're starting to get attention, not just because they're conjoined, which is nice. Yeah. More people, and especially in the U.S., because we're all a bunch of fucking weirdos, yeah. like, who can't be cool, uh, start, you know, we're giving them all attention. And uh, basically, eventually, um, Mary Hilton, or Auntie Lou, yeah, whatever you want to call her, she dies. Uh, Bye. I don't know. Who cares? Who cares how she dies? She sucked. She was a bitch. She fucking beat the shit out of him. And was terrible and was like the worst stage mom you could ever imagine. Oh, yeah. Um, and in her will, she bequeathed the girls to Edith and Meyer Myers. So she she treated these girls like objects. Like she didn't yeah. she didn't say that they were caretakers. Like it didn't stipulate that in her will. It literally uh referred to them at in her will as as like an they like it was they were referred to like an object oh my so God. they were bequeathed to her oldest daughter and her husband Meyer Myers so so rude uh Meyer Myers obviously as the man in the early 1900s I think this is like 1930s mm-hmm. uh took charge of the situation mm. and became their guardian and, and he, he was, was an rude. asshole yeah he was yeah. also a beater yeah, he was abusive to them. He kept he he would anytime they would act out or try to like do something he didn't like, he would beat the shit out of him. Uh, just like his mother-in-law, and he also threatened to institutionalize them if they disobeyed him. So they just like always had a, a some sort of threat of violence or uh, prison, yeah, <laughs> basically held against them. So it was fucked up. Um, and I don't think yeah. like I don't really think they were educated because they were always like in the carnival circuit. Yeah. And, and it wasn't like today if you're a child actor how you have to go to like the school trailer on the set or whatever. Yeah. Like they're you're like, literally required by law to yeah. like have a tutor. Yeah. Yeah. No, it wasn't like that. <laughs> no, they did not have anything like that. They they were there was they were surviving. Yeah. Like the best way they could and uh, they had no alone time because when they traveled like he would he and edith would make them stay in the same hotel room and like always had an eye on them so like they couldn't be alone with they them couldn't run away. like yeah yeah with them i mean they were never alone as it was so. yeah oh true <laughs> uh but like only in saying, their mind like, it, yeah they could just you know I, that's man i can't imagine i, can't, I get so annoyed like I just uh, – I I couldn't imagine, like, having – never being by yourself ever. Uh, 
I love my alone time. Like, even if they just move, say, because, like, these ladies would go for weeks without talking sometimes because they'd get... Like, they loved they loved each other. Yeah. They had to. Yeah. but And they were literally connected, but they were also, like, very, like, mentally and I think, like, spiritually connected to each other. So... Yeah. Uh, but still, like, you get annoyed. it doesn't matter if you... I, you can I, I there's so many people I love so much that like I just can't imagine spending every single second of the day with them. No. Like I need my alone time. I have to recharge my batteries so I could be a kinder person to that person that I love. Yes. And I you couldn't know? imagine. I couldn't imagine like you just even if you weren't talking like and you're just kind of like facing away and you're both reading a book, every time the other one moves like yeah. you would feel it and I would just be like yeah Ugh. god damn it oh my god yeah. like don't scratch your face uh, it's it's annoying yeah yeah so but still they loved each other very much yeah. and uh they advocated for each other as best they could yeah and so they eventually got moved on to uh, – they got older and they um, were doing vaudeville, which was very popular at the time in the 1930s. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they became one of the highest paid acts in vaudeville at the time. Yeah. They were making somewhere between $2,500 and $5,000 a week, which is a lot of money for them. Oh, they were the it's, highest vaudeville paid act. Yeah. Literally. Yeah, and it's sure. like – And they performed with people who are way more famous. I'd never even heard of these ladies, but I've heard of like Bob Hope, Charlie Chaplin, uh, George Burns. Like they performed with these men on the same stage. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. They, they, They were at the top of the pinnacle of like performers. Yeah. Uh, they also were very good friends with, um, with uh what's his name um harry houdini they're really good friends with harry houdini and he's the one who eventually like talked them into suing for their wages because still at this point as adults they were still having all of their money taken from them they were not seeing a dime of of money by meyer everything that they made everything they were making was going straight to meyer myers and edith and they were not getting anything. Houdini's also the ones that told them if you're going to survive, like legit survive, you have to be alone in your minds. He was like, yeah, the, that's like your that's the only place that's private for you because you always have yeah. someone right there. So yeah, he helped them like me- with their mental health, I think. Oh, he, well, he's a magician. Yeah. He is magic. But like a cool magician. Yeah. Like not like, like a not fucking a... mystery pickup artist yeah. asshole piece of shit. Yeah. Not... not somebody trying to pick up women. He was literally like a good person who was just like, I understand fame. Yeah. It's a lot of stress. And I can't even... like he was very empathetic and, you know, was their true friend, I think, and helped them understand how to kind of navigate some of this bullshit and help them talk them into suing Meyer Myers yeah. basically like he's like you guys need to this is bullshit so well and it was at this point because they were now older okay they're known as the San Antonio Siamese twins which is offensive Aaron said yeah yeah it um is. I I, I kind of knew it was but I like but I like wanted to be sure but she said yeah so 
But that's what they were <laughs> called. I'm just reporting the facts. Also, um, at this time, they're in their, like, 20s, I think, maybe. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, mid-20s, maybe, early to mid. And Houdini met them and tells them this stuff. And then they're like, yeah, we are different people. And we've always felt like different people. But they started to become more of separate entities from each other and have their own personalities. Yeah. And, like, um, Violet... Uh, Violet is on the left. Daisy is on the right. If you like, look at a picture of them. Daisy started mm-hmm. dyeing her hair blonde. This okay. This was so like, and she did this for years up until like right before they died. So she became the blonde one. Um, okay. And she's the one on the right. Violet stra- started drawing little skinny eyebrows, but she drew them on higher than Daisy. And like you said, Daisy's like the flat eyebrow one. So you, they started mm-hmm. doing things where like you could see their own personality started They're differentiated yeah. from each other like any they twins. needed that i think like any yeah. identical twins like yeah you know you start wanting to have your own personality yeah but like identical twins can get away from each other True. and like play pranks on people and you could look totally oh yeah <laughs> like like they could be like what are you talking about i was just here uh i literally was just in the room when you told me that what are you talking about <laughs> And it was the other one, you know, and they could just like fuck with people. Yeah. I mean, these girls couldn't get away from each other. They no. had to like, they were, they were stuck together and they had to differentiate. They had to be individuals. So can we just, can you fucking imagine? Oh, but can we just talk for a second about like pooping, for example? Like, oh. because some, okay. Cause they were, had, they had separate buttholes. They had separate buttholes. So they ate separately. They had separate buttholes. That means they both had to poop at different times, but the other one just had to fucking hang out there. Like, what do you do? Do you have, like, a stool that's next to the toilet? What do you do? You'd have to have two stools because if the left twin was on the toilet, the right one would have to be on the stool to the right. And and you'd have to have enough clearance space around the toilet to have said stools. What if, you know? And what if you want to, like, diddle your own bean? Like, what happens? Uh, You can't. You can't. You can't. You just have to pretend you're never horny. That you never are. Uh, Maybe you can. I don't know. One of them had a. Well, we'll get into it. Yeah. Both of them. Well, I mean, Both. they were sexual yeah. women. They had relations. Yeah. They did. Oh. You guys, one had a baby. I, I can't. Yeah. I can't even wait till we get to that part. <laughs> Dude. So intense. That means someone did it with her while the other one laid there. That's. That is mind-boggling to me. But we could revisit that, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah. So, anyway, they go on to sue Meyer Myers. They they gain their freedom. Yeah. Uh, they win $100,000 in a settlement. Yeah. Uh, and at the advice of their friend, Harry Houdini. And then they, they start being independent. And But, however, at that same time, Bodville starts to lose popularity. So they start doing burlesque. Yeah. Um. And then they star in this movie called Freaks, and that's where the that chant "Gobble Gobble One of Us" Go- Google, comes from. Google Gobble One of Us. Oh, Google Gobble, Google yeah. Gobble One yeah. of Us, One, one of, of Us, One of Us. It's very good. Yeah, that's where that's where that chant comes from. Yeah, that movie, and they were in it, and yep. it's like 1930s. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Google Gobble. Uh, so then. They're becoming very individualistic and start dating men. Yeah. Because they're like, they're sexual beings. They're beautiful. They're, yeah. They're all, I think also dudes are like kind of interested like in the whole yeah. 
like a magic around it being two ladies and, yeah, and also sisters, uh, and they're like people are sick fucks, but like also no shame, you know, whatever. But yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The, the the people who are like into it are like into it. I think. Yeah, but you they know? had. Yeah, I think so. I, I lots of dudes were interested. Like they dated a lot of the band leaders of the shows they would do, or or like yeah, I guys think they were like the super charming. Yeah, I think they were super charming, super beautiful. Uh, they'd lived this life of show business, so they were like very uh, sophisticated, I think. Yeah. In terms of like knowing what the world was. So, yeah. And, and they had this yeah. like special phone booth that like. <laughs> I think they'd go. This is so much. This is like how they did their courting. Because like you can't say something, you know, the one twin could always hear you. <laughs> So it's yeah. not like you could be like, oh, yeah, I think you're hot or whatever. So they like made a phone booth, which was like the public ones back in the day where it had like a sliding door. So like they'd ha- they had kind of like a door that would close most of the way. And then they'd go in the phone booth and they'd call their lover and tell them all the things they wanted to do to them. And so the other one couldn't hear. Wow. They were really making it happen. <laughs> they figured it out. <laughs> God bless. Good for them. Sisters doing it for themselves. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my god um they eventually both got married uh this is sure i mean they did but they to both gay dudes and they were both stunts yeah so the state so this is the thing being like a person that's not fully like a person alone yeah you that's one thing like physically you're always connected to somebody but the state does not recognize a marriage that is also between a man and like two women essentially that's bigamy yeah so this was like always like 27 states denied them the right to marry so that's so sad it's really sad um but also so, it was a sham of a marriage because it was a publicity yeah stunt. yeah and yeah it was so wild this is a wild time well and one which one gets pregnant uh daisy oh yeah okay so yeah so they both have marriages that are both publicity stunts anyway to like these two actor dudes um, but also in between both of them getting married, Daisy got pregnant and gave birth to a boy in one of the twin cities, but I don't know which one, but it's ironic. <laughs> oh my God. How? Why? What? Okay. This is what she also, she gave him up for adoption because I think she was kind of like such a, she was kind of like a prisoner in a way of what she, you know, like they had been freed from Meyer Myers, but still like they didn't have that much money and they were like on this circuit and she's like, we can barely provide for ourselves, let alone a child. And also she wasn't married at the time and, and, yeah. and it was like some random dude. So she gave the baby up for adoption. Um, but I'm just like really impressed that this happened medically. Yeah. Like that's crazy. And uh, and the other twin was there for it, just like hanging out. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's like fuck dude this is wild what do i do 
but like she i wonder she couldn't feel any of it probably because they didn't share like actually they shared like a circulatory system so maybe but um yeah i mean that'd be nice because like you would have somebody there just like petting your head yeah. holding your hand uh, until they got tired of it and were like, can I take a nap? You know? Yeah. I and, don't know. Oh, but then she's like, can you keep it down over there? I'm trying to take a nap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she's or she's like, just like, fuck drinking. bitch. You know, she's just like drinking through it, like smoking they cigarettes. Have a, they have a, the same circulatory system, so yeah. I don't know. Oh, she's yeah, getting that's that. weird. Yeah. But there's uh, a guy well, out there that's probably alive right now that is the son, the biological son of these two conjoined twins. Of one of the conjoined wow. twins. He's like, what, in his 70s now? He was probably born in 1930 or four. Yeah, the 1930s. Yeah, probably. Yeah. 1940. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Oh, I was going to say maybe it's my dad, but only because he's 70. Not, but I know who his mom is. She's my grandma. <laughs> I was going to say maybe it's Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he has a very striking resemblance to his mother. So <laughs> she um, was a handsome woman. <laughs> yeah. Well, her hair. <laughs> It's like cotton candy. She had cotton candy hair. On a toothpick full of earwax. <laughs> okay, um, but then, okay, this is like, it gets sad now. Yeah, I don't, well, it's been sad. It's been sad for a while. It's been sad. Their whole life was sad. But also, I feel like they had like some celebrity and like had some, you know, like they had people courting them and stuff. And I feel like maybe for a, a little bit, they felt like individual the sun was shining on them yeah but maybe they were still depressed on the inside yeah so they start to lose popularity uh they well they do a film called chained for life which is very loosely based on their early lives uh but then the then the plot becomes very fictional because uh i think it might have been like a little accurate in the beginning of how they were like bought and then did this like life of entertainment but then it becomes uh a plot where one of them commits murder and has to be like executed and they're like how do we how do we like we can't do that if like one did the murder and the other didn't it was like a very interesting plot of like you know how do you this is like two separate people oh i don't know it's like a riddle yeah it was an interesting plot but it ended up being it was a a literal b movie and it was like bad and Mm. exploitive and yeah uh it was an exploitation film basically oh um burlesque was not lucrative no uh yeah they started doing burlesque but i don't think okay uh, in the movie i watched the flat bound by flesh um Uh they said they weren't they I don't think they showed their titties and um, they wore like outdated old lady outfits mm. kind of. So like they weren't wearing booby tassels and people were just kind of like meh. And also um, people realized they couldn't dance. I think it's because they had two left feet. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. No, no. Yeah, but it was. I mean, they they did. <laughs> well, they had two sets of feet. They had four legs. Like, right, I mean, so they had two the feet. It's, get it's it, a lot. get it, get it. Um, but also, also they started like smoking and drinking a ton, 
And I think they just were clearly unhappy. They didn't fit in with the burlesque scene, but it's all they could do. And also, like, I think dudes were kind of like, okay, you're conjoined, but, like, show us your tits. And they were like, no. And they're like, okay, then we're going to, like, look at these other ladies. So they weren't making money. It's just sad. And so, yeah, so they just kind of – all their money dried up. They – Tried to do a couple different things. They opened a, a burger stand in Miami, uh, <laughs> which didn't work out because all the the like people, like all the vendors around them, were like real assholes and not tolerant at all of them. So they there's had to a, shut down. There's a place in Hollywood that Pete and I go to sometimes called Twin Sliders. You oh, get, you get two sliders, and I wonder if it was inspired by them. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, yeah, so that was like 1955. They opened up the snack bar in Miami. Yeah. That didn't work out. Then they went on uh, a final tour of drive-ins, which you wrote this, and I re- I thought it said diners, drive-ins, and dives. And I was like, if only Guy Fieri was alive for, for them. Like, he could have taken them on a tour of Flavortown. Oh. I feel like. He like if they had their burger stand, Guy Fieri would have gone, and he it would have been a good time. Oh, double know? the bleach tips, double the fun. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. I it was drive-in movies. Yeah. Not yeah. Uh, you know I haven't seen a drive-in on diners, drive-ins, and dives. No. Just. They're just dinery. Yeah. It's mostly. Situations. It's mostly di. It's mostly diners diners and diners yes yeah. it's not even really dives yeah. that much not even dives yeah not a real dive like they're all fake dives yeah totally um so yeah they they were doing this final tour of a drive-in though in 1961 and their tour manager left them oh. at this gig in north uh north carolina and charlotte what like what the fuck what a fucking asshole what happened like don't leave them and they had no money they had no money they were just like these like like 50 year old ladies or something what how old are they then yeah like in their 50s yeah oh yeah it's so sad so their tour manager who's a fucking asshole left them uh they had no money they're stranded in in charlotte and they eventually got a job at a supermarket uh in town weighing produce and promoting uh uh, twin pack potato chips which you know they're cool <laughs> they they actually really like their life at the grocery store at the supermarket yeah um and daisy actually ends up getting sick um and she comes down with the hong kong flu oh in 1969 or maybe yeah like early 1969 yeah. late 1968 i'm not sure yeah. well hong kong flu you might remember from our last episode is what uh barbara mackle had oh, yeah uh and this is how it, this episode is loosely connected but, to the last episode but barbara mackle was a healthy singular human and yeah and who was young also yeah but in her 20s yeah but daisy was a older lady connected to another human and she with a history yeah. of smoking and drinking yeah they were just in decline and when Daisy caught the Hong Kong flu, they went down. 
for the count. And uh, the they were still working at the supermarket at the time, but yeah. they failed to show up for their shift <gasps> one day. And uh, they the police came and found them both dead in their home. So they were sitting on the, the space. They were sitting over the heater in the hallway, yeah. huddled together. Ugh. Well, huddled together, like connected together. Same difference. Yeah, but probably holding each other. Um, it's so sad. So yeah, they Violet. Uh, so Daisy got the flu and died first. Yeah, and then Violet was connected to her. Oh. So she ha- she died a few days later. Oh, I don't know exactly. It was like two to four days later. That's so uh, awful. What the coroner? Yeah, can you fucking imagine? You're trapped. You can't. And you're also. She was obviously also sick too. Oh my god. I think. And uh, was weak and and I don't know. Move, you know, I, well, I don't know if she was sick too, but like because you're sharing if a they circulatory shared, system, yeah. And it's crazy because uh, around that time, a doctor had passed through this town they were living in in North Carolina. I think they lived in Charlotte mm-hmm. or like outside of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he had said, "Hey, ladies, like you know, if you're interested, medicine has come a long way. Um, I can." like uh remove you from each other if you want like there's a surgery we could do it's not you know you guys don't share any vital organs i could separate you you could be on your own but they like had spent their whole lives together and they just like loved each other so much and they're like no we don't want to do that and had they done that either both of them would have survived or at least one would have survived but because the one died whether the other one had the flu or not doesn't matter because once you die and you're sharing a circulatory system like their skin's dead and their blood's dead and that starts to infect you i would imagine yeah and it's gross and sad oh awful what a way to go dude oh so awful just like you're so sad it's so sad (sighs) oh So God bless these two women. I just, I feel so bad. I I didn't realize like when we did the episode on uh, Barbara Mackle, I like, I like peripherally looked into the Hong Kong flu because I was like, this seems like a very strange flu. What is this? And then I saw that it was also, they, you know, related it to the Hilton sisters. So I started researching it and I was like, holy shit, this is a crazy story. So that's why we did this episode on them and uh it's just what a terror i i'm sure they had some joyous times in their life but like for the most part they had a very rough life yeah uh very sad very well you're a carnival sideshow yeah they were abused yeah. and like they never got a formal education they were part of like no. a traveling sideshow which which at the time they were children and they were part of yeah. this like you know, it's one thing to enter into that as an adult. Uh, maybe you're the mm-hmm. bearded lady or whatever, and maybe you haven't found your place in life, but you find that you're connected to these other people who are born with things that are different about them, and you could party with them and whatever. But they were, like, so sheltered when they were part of that that they never bonded yeah. with these people. They were kept separate. They didn't get any of the money from it. It's so sad. It's just, like, really yeah. – uh, wasn't something fun and then even when they made it to vaudeville with bob hope and performing with george burns and they made friends with houdini like they still were sheltered it feels like and maybe never yeah i don't know yeah it's just sad it's so sad i i feel so 
strongly for these women. I just, I, I can't imagine just not having any uh, individuality and autonomy over yourself uh, but, in the way that they deserved. But also, do you think it was something like they still ha- they did have something very special? Oh, they were very special. I, I with each other amazing. though. I mean, like that's something. Oh, absolutely. That's like a weird bond that, like, even like you know how they say the twin bond's so strong, and like some twins yeah. are like they know when something bad happens or something good happens, even though they're not together. Like they could like sense it. Yeah. You could. Yeah. You could really like sense and feel. Um. Yeah. What the other person's going through or doing, and so they were very like obviously they were close in proximity but like i think like they were physically close in emotions and, and yeah 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 in emotions yeah totally yeah. would you embrace it in a way i guess i'm asking like if you were a conjoined twin or even if you had something that was like very different about you would you embrace yeah. it and like uh acknowledge it or would you do you think you'd like not want to be bothered about it well here's the thing like that for me personally I guess like my personal experience would be to embrace it and make jokes about it or yeah. whatever okay same but because but if you're conjoined with somebody who doesn't have that same personality as you it's not fair to them True. to like have to like make them try to have the same reaction as you so what do you do true you know? be- like, because I would want to pro- I would want to protect that person if I was like st- stronger like in that sense of like being like oh like let's make a joke about it which is not strong that's a that's a defense mechanism yeah. but like you know but it helps you feel better it. about it sometimes like if you right. make jokes about yourself then it, hel- it yeah. helps you acknowledge it I um well because I'm just curious about uh the like yeah they have two personalities one could be want to watch tv and one could want to read and one could be known as a bookworm and like not as like outwardly outgoing outgoing. yeah Yeah. and one Mm -hmm. could want to watch tv and choke and make laughs and that's fine they're both completely separate they have their own brains so how do you like find an in-between it's all very interesting to me it's i mean they're two separate people that's the thing yeah truly like they are two separate people yeah. and it's so it's just un, it's unfair I know that we say that it like seems like it's unfair but like you said maybe it's like they they don't know anything else so like they make it work right. in their own way uh but you would have I feel like you'd have to go through like some substantial like emotional intelligence like therapy to get to a place where you're like uh compassionate and empathetic I mean, you'd have to be that way as it is if you're close with somebody yeah. initially, but like also just to keep moving forward in your life together. Like, I I feel like you'd need some some help. Yeah. To, I I just don't know how you go through like the teenage years though, where you're just like super hormonal and like awful, and I don't know. <laughs> They're joined yeah. by their butts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. All right. Uh, oh, so much cutting. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I hope you guys still want to listen after this episode. Oh my god. Uh, I. It's so hard. Um, but thank you for listening. If you've made it this far. Yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, we love you guys a lot. Yeah. Uh, follow us on. Uh, social media uh, instagram all the social media instagram twitter facebook at dtfu podcast yeah uh if you 
think that we deserve if you money. find value in this <laughs> well if you find value in our independent uh production of this uh original content uh you can go to our patreon it's patreon.com slash dtfu podcast yeah um we have shirts coming on our website check that out dtfupodcast.com that's right uh and that's it we love you guys so much be excellent to each other always yeah be excellent oh and next week we're gonna have a holiday spectacular for you so spectacular and it's not oh good and it's not based on anything really fucked up uh no it'll just be fun and games we're gonna get you that jingle jangle if you guys know it riverdale drug i'm talking about oh that sounds like a like a uh aaron's like preteen obsession or whatever yeah riverdale yes 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 yes. i guess yeah yeah all right um okay that's it okay bye-bye